When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're talking real money. Another example of the stock market playing players. The NASDAQ. Get this. The NASDAQ. Hit a record high on Thursday, the 20th of August, 2020, during a pandemic. Wow. The NASDAQ. The place where players play. You remember the NASDAQ, remember the QQQ, the triple Q, the NASDAQ 100 years ago. It was the hot, hot, hot ticket. Remember back in the 90s when the triple Q went from about $1,000 to $4,000 in just five years? Wow, that was a great ride, wasn't it? Yeah, it was right up until it wasn't. What happened to you if you owned the NASDAQ at the beginning of 2000? Do you remember? Think about it. Yeah. Yeah, by uh, 2014, you were still down if you bought it at the high in early 2020. Still down. Still down after 14 years. Yeah. Was that a smart move to buy it back when it was really high in 2000? Did you know it was really high then and that it wasn't going to get back above that high for over a decade? No, you did not. And now it goes from that 4000 point level, 4,400 point level back in 2014. By 2020, it doubles. Not as dramatic, but it doubles to about 8,800. Then in March, what happened? (whistles) Cratered, losing about 2,000 points. Wow, that's pretty scary, but don't worry. Because it gained all that right back, plus a whole bunch. And since March, the NASDAQ is up from 6,000 and change to 11,000 and change. You can't play this kind of a market. You can't play the market. Because individual slivers of the economy, and the NASDAQ is a sliver, it's heavily tech, it's generally, it used to be smaller companies, but it's very heavy tech. 
And that's where the money's going right now, right now, right now. But we don't know when the money is going to stop going there, do we? We can't know that. We can't. Therefore, we can't know when to be in. We can't know when to be out. So the trick is to always be in. But think about how painful that is with a market that's as volatile as the NASDAQ. Think about that long 14-year stretch of pain. However, if over that same period you had invested in a globally diversified portfolio, you would have over that 2000 to 2010 level, although the U.S. market was pretty much down that whole time, the NASDAQ was down, the S&P 500 lost money, over that period of time, you would have made a decent return of over 6% per year by having a globally diversified portfolio. Now, of course, you wouldn't have gotten the big increase in the NASDAQ recently with that. But it's a trade-off. you got to trade greed for less fear. You've got to reduce your greed. Less greed, less fear. Moderation in all things, including investing. That's our lesson for today and pretty much forever. Uh, do you have questions you would like to get answered on Talking Real Money? I'm Don McDonald. I forgot to mention that a little earlier. And uh, we're thrilled that you listen to this podcast. And you can call in your questions anytime, 24 hours a day, 2855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. Or you can send them in, typing them at TalkingRealMoney.com, or hit the mic button and speak them into your computer microphone at TalkingRealMoney.com realmoney.com and on the contact form then uh and it's right there it's on that contact form and most of you for some reason really do seem to prefer the typing oh the question so we've got several of those for today and uh let's see which one shall i start with i think i'll start with this one i think i'll start with this one the subject is income strategy. Here's the note. Since you don't recommend bonds for income purposes and a stock dividend growth strategy is inferior to total return, is there a viable income strategy? Go more value stock, more REITs. Here's our income strategy. You take income from your portfolio. There's no special strategy. Because your portfolio is creating over time the ability to provide you with income. And here's how it works. We start with the bonds will that you have in your portfolio will produce some income. It's not going to be very much, but there is income there. Plus, the dividends from the stocks you have in a globally diversified portfolio will provide some income. So what you do is you take that income. That income should come in somewhere around 2% per year, give or take. You know, in the not-too-distant past, that's been the, no the norm. Um, could be a little less, could be a little more, depends on what the marketplace does. Remember, we're in short-intermediate bonds, so they adjust their income as the market changes. And then what you do is you set up some systematic 
withdrawal from your portfolio for the remainder of the income you need. Now, this doesn't work if you go much over about a 5% variable withdrawal strategy, flexible withdrawal strategy. But then what you do is you take your dividend, you take your income stream from your bonds and your dividend stocks, and then you rebalance your portfolio. And every year, you're going to be moving a little bit of money from some place to another. Well, the amount of that money may be more than, uh, than you expect in some years. So you can take your income from that and maybe even have a little left over to put back into your losers. In years where you don't, well, then you sell a little bit of your portfolio to maintain your balance and you live off that. And we really, really love and we've run thousands of scenarios for what we call a 5% flexible strategy. I like this so much, this is what I am going to use in retirement. Because I know that I've lived my life with years where my income has been excellent and years where it's gone down a little bit. So what I'm going to do from my portfolio, I'm going to take my Social Security. I don't have a pension. Take my wife's Social Security. That'll be the bulk of our, our living expenses. And then on top of that, we're going to take 5% at the beginning of each year from our portfolio. And that plus our Social Security is our budget for that year. In case, unless there's an emergency. And for that, we'll have emergency money already outside of the portfolio. Six months worth of expenses, say. So you see, we can do well because we know at the beginning of the year, this is how much we have to live on. So if it was a million dollars, let's say, let's say it's a million dollars. First year, you're going to have 5% of that $50,000 plus your Social Security, let's say $80,000 to live on. For the next year, you budget for that. If you don't have enough money to meet your entire budget, you cut something out. We've all done that, right? Now, if your expenditures are higher than 80000 a year, well, then you're going to need more money, of course. I'm just using this as an example. But that's what we do. That's what we believe in. We think it's very effective, and we also believe it has the potential to make you more money over the long run because you've got that growth component in there. 855-935-TALK. You can call that number 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And you can also send your questions in to TalkingRealMoney.com and just fill out the contact form or record your message there. Next subject, market timing. I first heard you guys on Paul Merriman's podcast last month and have not missed a podcast of yours since. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Truly common sense investing. I would really like your input on this issue. I have a large pension in retirement. Wow, that's good. I wish I did. And a large IRA at Vanguard from which I have begun taking RMDs next year at $60,000. I don't need this money to live on. I'm just building a legacy for my children and grandchildren, but I'm forced to withdraw it anyway and put it into a taxable account. I plan on keeping two years worth of RMDs and short-term bond funded my IRA to draw the RMD from the market if the market's in a correction. Similar strategy, yeah. And replenish it when the market comes back up. 
when, dur when, when during each year should I withdraw my RMD? Merriman has stated that he and his wife withdraw theirs every January, but it seems it would make more sense to let the stock grow during the year and then withdraw it closer to the end of the year. As more of us boomers turn 72, if we all did this, it seems like this would cause stock prices to fall every January as more stock is sold every year. I don't want to fool myself that I have a crystal ball and can market time, but I will... I will have to decide when to make the withdrawal every year, so I'm forced to. Your honest, common-sense advice would be much appreciated. Well, here's the deal. Everybody isn't going to act in concert. We just don't do that as human beings. We don't. And you also have to remember that a lot of selling takes place in December because there's a lot of tax loss harvesting. So you can have that. But I do the one thing I like about your idea of waiting is the fact that the market has tended to rise more than it falls. And therefore, if you wait to take your RMD, you, 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 you had a great point. You have more potential for more tax-deferred gain, but bear in mind, you're still going to have to pay taxes on it. So what it comes down to, really is that it doesn't matter much. Some people do it on their birthday. It just has to be a discipline. You have to not try to time it. But when you do it really doesn't matter, particularly if you are taking it out of one account at Vanguard and moving it into basically the same fund at a taxable account at Vanguard, you're never really out of the market. You're just taking it out, paying taxes, moving on. You're going to pay the taxes... You'll pay more taxes if it's up, fewer taxes if it's a little lower. So it comes out to be really, it's, I think you're overthinking it. And we tend to do that as human beings. We tend to think that there is a more effective strategy, but rarely, rarely are there universal rules of thumb and people, they don't act in concert. Thanks for the question, though. I really appreciate it. 855-935-TALK. Call that number 24-7. Send your questions in at TalkingRealMoney.com. And also, if you need more help than we are able to provide in this short form, I'll make you a deal. We make everybody this deal, so don't think you're special. Call our firm at 800-386-3004 and set up an appointment with one of our advisors. I can promise you it won't cost anything for an appointment, an appointment, um, and they won't try to sell you anything. We don't do high-pressure sales pitches. We just don't do them. We don't believe in them. Uh, no necessary. Uh, and, of course, send your questions in if there are things you can, we can do in the, in the, in the show. 855-935-TALK, though. You can call in questions there. And let's do, <laughs> is this a question? <laughs> Oh, that's no, not really a question. Just sort of a comment. So I'm going to, but I'm going to read the comment anyway. Uh, subject, podcast. Heard on the recent podcast, Tom say you say only two people he knows have listened to every show. I have also listened to every podcast for years now. I think amongst the FIRE financial independence community, you guys are pretty popular. I've seen your podcast mentioned more than a few times on the Bogleheads forum as well. Keep them coming. We will, because we like doing this we really do 
Um, hmm, let's see, I did that one. Uh, should I do this one? Sure, why not? Why not? Uh, this one is about Roth IRA conversion strategy for early retirement. My wife and I are very disciplined investors. Good for you. With a 40% savings rate. Wow. We own diversified broad-based index mutual funds in our 401ks, Roth 401ks, Roth IRAs, and taxable accounts. I'd like to run a strategy by you. I am 36 years old. 1.1 million net worth. Wow. Only 150 of that is paid for home. So mostly investments with a large cash cushion. We have no debt. I imagine we will have plenty to retire before 59 and a half. Even if we choose to keep working, I would like the flexibility of early retirement. My question as follows. Would it not make more sense to open an IRA and invest heavily as opposed to our Roth IRA, our Roth 401ks through work? I would then convert our Roth IRA at the end of each year to start a Roth IRA ladder conversion strategy. As I understand it, my Roth 401k contributions are not a penalty-free withdrawal, but my Roth conversion contributions would be penalty-free after five years. Now I see where you're going with this. It seems I would have the same tax liability using this approach as opposed to dumping in the 401k, the Roth 401k, but more flexibility in the future if we plan early retirement. My employee plan is not terribly expensive, but another plus is I would prefer the funds in my IRA through Vanguard. We would continue maxing out our Roth IRAs and contribute in 401ks up to the match. I hope that makes sense, and I would love to hear your thoughts. Sorry for the lengthy email. FYI, our retirement accounts not our brokerage, asset allocation, I self-manage, 36% S&P 500, 11 mid, 11 small, 12 developed markets, 13 emerging markets, and 17% REITs, all index funds I rebalance twice a year. Our brokerage accounts are in the S&P 500, and I'm starting to add some small cap index. However, if I explore a Roth conversion strategy, I may back off the brokerage accounts to avoid any taxes upon retirement. Thank you, and I really enjoy the show. Whoa, that was a long one. All right, there's a lot of stuff going on here. One. You are a heavy-duty saver. I think, again, you may be overthinking this right now. A couple of things that stand out. One, you already have Roth IRAs that you're funding. Two, you already have non-qualified accounts that you're funding. You are 36 years old. I would never advise anyone to give up work, work in which you make some kind of money real early in life. But yeah, if you get into your 50s and you want to retire, you're going to have a lot of money. You really will. And what you can do, instead of getting all into all this convoluted strategy and la, uh, conversion, converting Roths and the like right now, you can do some of that later. But right now, 
All you have to do is just keep doing what you're doing. Because bear in mind, let's say you want to retire at um, 55. Well, all of that money that is in your taxable accounts, that money is going to be the money you're going to use first. Use it up. Draw it down to zero before you even think about touching your Roth IRAs or 401ks. Then, if you still have a shortfall before you get to 59 and a half in the penalty-free withdrawals, then tap the Roth IRAs. But I think you're you're looking way too far out right now, to, and and you don't really need to do anything except to keep doing what you're doing. Because I I'm just doing some quick math in my head. If you are saving at a 40 percent rate. You don't have that high a cost of living. You're pretty frugal, which again probably means you can use the money in your taxable accounts and just draw it down. Schedule a drawdown to age 60. Then attack your other assets. Make sense? The other thing I see just a tiny tweak I would do in your allocation. I think you have way too much in REITs. I don't think REITs should be over 10%. I still, I like having them. And I would be very, very, very tempted to take that 7% and kick that developed international markets. I know they're not hot right now, and that's all the more reason to buy more of them. Take that money and get up to 20, 25%. Take some of the S&P 500 too. It's called rebalancing. It's you got to rebalance. You got to take some. You're overweighted in the S&P 500. You're overweighted in real estate. Rebalance to your internationals. That's where the money should go because those stocks are on sale. Make sense? Thanks again for the note. You guys make me earn my keep by reading these. If you want to help Don, go to TalkingRealMoney.com and don't type. Hit the mic button and record it. But that's okay. We'll do it anyway. And if you need a lot more help, please use our advisors. That's what we pay them to do. As a matter of fact, we got a benchmarking study from Dimensional Funds. And it's it's funny because our advisors aren't as, quote, productive as they are at other firms. And one of the reasons they're not, you know, that they don't make as much, that they don't manage as much money per advisor making us more money is because they have to spend and we're glad they spend a lot of their time helping people for free. It's a it's a good long-term marketing strategy, too, because you know people. And you're going to say, hey, they treated me well. They didn't try to sell me anything. Call them. So call 800-386-3004 to set up an appointment. Or even easier, go to Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Then you can learn all about our firm. And go to the bottom of the page and set up an appointment online. Bing, done, easy. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being there. Thanks for telling friends. Thanks for telling family. Thanks for turning everybody on to Talking Real Money because we really are trying to make you better investors. Have a great one. Talk to you again soon. I'm Don McDonald. Talking Real Money. We hope you realize.
realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately, consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That's a wrap.